Welcome to Texans All Access, brought to you in part by Red Diamond. Stock up for the weekend, Red Diamond Iced Tea, the preferred iced tea of the Houston Texans. Here's the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle, touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now it's Texans All Access. No 30-minute delays tonight. We are on time, as always, for Texans All Access. Rain, shine, hail, whatever. We're going to bring you the latest on this Tuesday evening. Uh, Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty, and me, DP Sidhu, just wrapped up an hour with tight end Farrell Brown. We're going to get into that Browns loss, and we're going to look ahead to the Patriots and uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in the NFL right now, heading into week 11. A lot of things shifting and moving, a lot of injuries around the league and some big changes on this Texans roster that we're definitely going to get to. But guys, I mean, first of all, Mark, I think you and I have not talked with Drew. We talked about it with Farrell a little bit, but the three of us, that game on Sunday, that 30-minute rain delay, I was actually listening in my car. I was driving back from the stadium after doing the pregame show. And uh, was that, like, a lot of fun? I felt like you guys were really enjoying yourselves having well, a little pregame before the kickoff. Here's what made me not panic in that situation. You know, like, as a broadcaster, you know, as a broadcaster, you have to be ready for the uncertain and the uh, the uncalled for, the unscripted. Listen, this was a uh, the first rain delay we've ever had or the first weather delay we've ever had. So I was definitely – thinking about it before the game because the Browns radio guys said, guys, there's a big storm coming. So I checked the radar and I could tell that it was definitely on the way. And when it hit, it was going to take about the amount of time it took. And it's exactly what it was. So it hit a little earlier than we thought, but when it hit, we were ready. And I'm glad it hit before kickoff. So you didn't kick the game off and then have to vacate and then start it off like seven minutes to go in the first quarter. So I'm glad it did what it did when it did. But it was bizarre, you know, and Andre and Johnny and I just did a talk show uh, for a half hour. You know, it's not like a baseball rain delay where they send it into some sitcom, you know, and the Andy Griffith show I've joked about or whatever, you know, you'd put on Battlestar Galactica episode 43. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep it right here. Talk about it. And we got through it. And so did they. But you're right, DP. You talked about it with Pharaoh. The players were jumping up and down like little kids when the rain was falling so hard and the hail was, and it's almost like they wanted to go out there and play in it. <laughs> I saw, I've got the, I have the actual live feed in my office from, you know, like the, the guys that shoot the film for the teams. And so it's just kind of a wide look at things. And you can see a lot of fans, especially the ones that are right underneath where the, the video is being shot. Yeah. Well, with about five minutes to go, right when the, I guess the anthem's going, it was there were fans that were almost knocked over. I mean, you saw this gust of wind. You, some of them were in ponchos, and the ponchos were basically standing up vertically. And you saw the sheets of rain come through. And I, I was in my office, and I was like, "Whoa!" And everybody's like, "What are you talking? What are you doing?" Because there's about five or six of us around. And uh, and then sure enough, I saw the players jogging off the field, and it was it was wild. I mean, it, it was enough weather that. Normally, I don't really say much, but I out loud gave a big whoa when I saw that because people were about to get knocked over. It was amazing. I'm really surprised that it passed as quickly as it did. I mean, what would we have done if it was a 
I mean, we've seen, I, th- I want to say a few years ago, there was some sort of weather delay in a game and it was a lot longer than 30 minutes. I think 30 minutes is very, um, very much on the shorter side of when it comes to weather delays, mm-hmm. because if, if the storm is still passing and there's still lightning, they can't restart the game. Right. I mean, I thought we were really fortunate that it was only 30 minutes. It was a quick moving storm and a vertical storm line that just slid right through, right? Like a, like a cursor just slid right through. You know, not like some of the stuff we get in Houston where you have this band that is is diagonally parallel to the coast and just slides Sick. right up and keeps hammering you like the Memorial Day storm or one of those where it's just hours and hours of thunderstorms. And, and you get some of those, uh, obviously, down here and in other places. But this you could tell on the map that it was just going to slide right through. So that was cool. But bizarre because... You expect a weather delay in August, in September, not November in Cleveland. And if there was going to be a weather delay, maybe a blizzard or something, not a thunderstorm. But that's what it was, and it was just kind of strange. And obviously the wind affected the game. The Texans don't run the ball well this year. Um, you know, it can happen at any time, and I'd love to see it. But they don't – it's not their thing this year. they got to be able to throw it. The Browns do run the ball well. Well, the team that ran the ball better won the football game, and that's what it was. The Texans could not connect through the air on a few deep balls. Just It doesn't take that many incompletions to tip the scales when it's a one-score game, which it was for most of the afternoon. I feel like I jinxed it because last week I wrote a story about how the Texans offense kind of found its identity with the deep ball, and that's mm-hmm. everything was predicated on that. And that was the one thing that didn't really go well with yeah. such windy conditions because it seemed like even hearing Deshaun Watson talk about it and Romeo Cornell after the game, it seemed like the ball was sort of sailing a little bit. Like some of those deep passes, just they were they were just not headed in the direction that you know he had aimed for. And I don't know who was talking about this, but sometimes it's easier um, to throw the ball into the wind than have the wind at your back because you don't really know where the ball is going to sail. I want to say it was Deshaun's quarterbacks coach, maybe in an interview. I heard him talking about what might be easier. Uh, to throw the ball. But in either case, you know, with, with wins like that, the way it was gusting, they, they really had to go for the short passes or just run the ball. And unfortunately, like you're saying, I mean, I thought Duke Johnson had a couple nice runs in there, but I mean, it was nowhere near uh, the effort that like Nick Chubb and, and Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt and, and the Browns were able to put together on the field. Well, the Texans put together a drive of 14 plays and a drive of 13 plays. And on one of them, they decided to kick a field goal when they, you know, in retrospect, they probably should have gone for it. But on the other, it was a matter of maybe the best defensive player in the league. I know you can argue Aaron Donald, and I'll listen to that argument, certainly. But Miles Garrett's up in that conversation right now, and he just made a play. I think if you're taking on just about every other team, Deshaun probably finds a way to get into the end zone there. But Miles Garrett made a heck of a play, made it happen, and stopped him. But what what changes if they get that touchdown? If they decide to go for it on Everything. the other one and get that, t- it's a totally yeah. different ball game. But ultimately, that's the type of thing and that's the type of what if that you have to ask about teams that aren't very good or aren't, aren't playing very well. And at two and seven, that's where the Texans are. It's not over. There's lots of hope, but it's all about the what ifs and the excuses when you're in this sort of situation. I'll tell you, when I saw three receivers to the short side on that goal to go fourth and goal at the two so on the short side right the bottom of your screen if you're imagining watching it on television i thought okay what are they going to do here 
that wide side of the field, the left side looked pretty open. And I thought maybe they're going to roll Watson over that side and give him a chance to either throw it or dive in, find a hole that way, which I really like with him because I love his ability to make decisions and take to the air if he needs to, but they didn't give him that option. It was a quarterback draw. Now, Andre was okay with the call. He said, Hey, you know what? It was actually, when you looked at the way the Browns were lined up, you felt pretty good about it. I thought, okay, you know, he sees, he sees it. Uh, more than I do, better than I do, obviously, having played the game. Uh, I thought with the three on the short side, maybe they wouldn't try the quarterback draw because it was a it was jammed in a little tighter than it normally would be if you put them on the wide side of the field. But anyway, and the other thing about throwing the ball into the wind, DP, Andre also said the same thing, that you'd rather be into the wind. Uh, and it's kind of like golf. You'd rather hit the ball into the wind in the short game area because it's like a backstop versus it's just flying and you don't know where it's going to go at that point. But uh, look, Romeo went for the field goal because he thought they had the wind. Let's do it now. We're not going to have it in the next quarter. Mm. We got a chance to tie the game right here. Let's go for it. He has faith in Fairbairn and 46 yards. is not, you know, it's not the outer rings of Saturn, but the thing is, yeah, retrospect, I mean, look, any kind of fourth down decision, if it doesn't work, you're always going to have second guessing. That's just yeah. the way this stuff goes. This is sports. This is football. And I, I think a lot of people go with the, the simple mantra, on fourth down, who do you want deciding the fate of that play? Do you want it to be Kaimi Fairbairn, who, great kicker, led the league in scoring two years ago, but do you want it to be him or do you want it to be Deshaun Watson? And I think, you know, it's it's an – an easy thing to say like we said in retrospect but uh right yeah it's it's what you would have would have preferred now after seeing what what wound up happening you, you know the other thing the coaches we had anthony weaver on the uh texans all access coaches show edition program and you heard from romeo yesterday uh they were pretty vocal about the officiating not to the point where they were getting mm. fines but uh there were some unmade calls in that game like maybe holding on that nick chubb run that sealed the deal yes. Uh, not that if they get it back, they're going to win the football game, but boy, I'd like to see that opportunity. Yeah. Be had nice. Tyrell Adams not been in a half Nelson, it, that play might've gone a little differently. I mean, I, yeah. he's like this and there's a guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's funny because the worse your record is, it feels like you don't get the calls. Right. Mm-hmm. And I hate being in that position right now. And it feels like Cleveland, they're a winning franchise. What? Uh, it's the Cleveland Browns, but they're five and three going in. Now they're six and three. They have the same record as the Ravens right now. What is mm-hmm. wrong with the universe? But good for them. Texans, obviously not so good this year. And we're just hoping they can win some games. You know, you got the Patriots coming up. This is a big one on Sunday. Well, speaking of the Patriots, the Texans do return home for Sunday's salute to service game. Patriots four and five. They've won the last two games and uh, they beat the Jets. Then they had a big win against Baltimore on Sunday, and I'm sure we're going to get into that with some pretty hefty uh, weather situations there at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. But they went a month straight without winning a game. They went all of October and the first week of November without winning a game. And here they are, four and five, and looking pretty optimistic. It looks like things might be coming together for Cam Newton and the Patriots, which just, of course, of course, things are coming together for them. <laughs> them yes. Just now as they're headed to Houston, of course they are, but... I mean, this is a better team than their record shows, too. I'm sure the players are going to talk about this tomorrow. But Cam Newton and Bill Belichick, I mean, they seem to be, um, you know, rather rather in sync these days, especially after the, the, the way the season started for Cam. I think they're just kind of putting it together game by game. This is a tape and clue offense. You know, Cam Newton can run the ball. He can throw the ball a little bit. Uh, they're not what they were. They got a lot of guys out. Edelman is still out. I mean, they have some issues 
a, a lot of issues, but credit them. They beat the Jets barely, but they beat them. And it's funny because I know you've been visiting with people from New England too, DP, and they are getting so much heat up there. I mean, the, the local media, they're indignant that the Patriots are not winning. And I'm thinking, do you know that you are a prominent media person, New England sports media person, because they are so good historically <laughs> the last two decades that they made you who you are? You know, talk to the Cleveland media about how prominent they are, okay? And, and it's just – it's wild to me how they got so negative. I hate defending the Patriots. I know I won't do it anymore. So there, but look, this is a good squad. They beat the jets. That's a divisional game. And the jets are kind of like the Jags for the Texans. At least one of those every year is going to be a struggle. They might win it, but it's going to be a struggle. And that one was, and then beating the Ravens, the skies opened up at the end of that game. Belichick himself summoned the rain, the football (laughs) gods to open the skies and forced the Ravens to deal with it, and the Patriots got the win. Credit to them, and this is going to be a tough one on Sunday. How how was there not a rain delay at the end of that game? I mean, the way the rain was falling so hard, I was like, please don't call this game now with like 30 seconds or one minute left. It reminded me of one of those baseball games where it just starts to come down in like the ninth inning, and they're like, well, let's just get it done. Let's just just get it done. We don't want to delay this right now. Let's just get it done. And they just figured – if that had happened in the second quarter, it would have been like, all right, head for the locker room. We got to call this thing right now or postpone it. Uh, but there's no way that we're going to stop it right then. Sorry, Ravens. Try to move the ball through this. And they obviously couldn't do it. Now, have you guys looked at the, the what Cam Newton's line is this year? He's completing about 69% of his passes, which is okay. That's solid. But he's only that's thrown good. three touchdowns. Yeah, I know. He's been picked off seven times. So it's like, Hey, we're licking our chops. It's going to be awesome. Even the Texans defense is going to mm-hmm. feast. But then you throw in, he's also run for nine touchdowns. I mean, that's a stellar season for any running back, mm-hmm. much less a quarterback. But nine touchdowns on the ground. How amazing is that? Look, so that's I don't... second in the NFL, just behind Kyler Murray. Next Gen Step, presented by AWS. Second in the league with rushing touchdowns but until uh, the Sunday night game he had gone four straight games without a without a passing touchdown isn't that crazy it's wild yeah he was still rushing for touchdowns but he wasn't able to throw one into the end zone until that's hard to do for any NFL quarterback no matter how good or how how perceived bad perceivedly bad you are NFL quarterbacks they they get the, the ball into the end zone at least once in four games you know yeah well this is a different kind of quarterback really and I you know he's not throwing the ball as well as he did when he went to the Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers no doubt but he can move the football you know they can move the ball with Cam Newton he you know he's not Lamar Jackson in the way he runs the ball but it's a definite threat I think Belichick figures listen we're going to squeeze whatever we can out of Cam Newton in whichever way we have to whether it's running or the occasional throw we're going to run the football with our backs who are good and I just think it's a, it's a tough thing to stop. They're top three in rushing. And guess what? You're having difficulty doing, stopping the run. Now, I will give the Texans credit. And I brought it up with Weaver in our conversation. And I, I really will defend the Texans' defense on the fact that they played Cleveland well for about three quarters. They really did. I mean, they held them to three points. 
got the ball back numerous times for the offense. I mean, you should be able to score more than 10 points at Cleveland, even in the bad weather. you got to figure out a way to do it. It's the NFL. Put up 13 points. It's not snowing. I know it's tough. you got to figure out a way to get a couple of touchdowns on the board, and they couldn't do it. Otherwise, that's a win. At the end of the day, I look up. I know they couldn't get the ball back at the end, and that was just too bad, so sad. But at the end of the day, I look up at 10 points, and I say, dang, this defense, the way they've been playing this year, if you had told me going in, I don't care what the conditions are, that you're going to hold the Browns to 10, I'd say I'd take it all day long and take my chances with Watson and the offense, putting up a couple of TDs, but they couldn't do it. Absolutely, right. yeah. If you, hold a, if you hold a team at 10 points, that means you should be the winner. I mean, it's as – Yep. As simple as that. And it's the, I think it's the first time this season you can say that, that the offense was not not the culprit in the loss or the main culprit in the loss. It was the See, defense. I'll disagree there. I can sit. I mean, look, I think I it's a shared the thing. Wind. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a shared thing because in some of the games earlier, yeah, the defense definitely took its shots. But when the offense had trouble holding on to the ball, in turn, right. not, not just turnovers, but just holding out of the ball for a sustained drive, you know, three and out, three and out, boom. And your defense is back on the field. That is very taxing. Now we I'm can, saying so clearly. Yeah. So clearly. Know, you're skewed. right. You're right. You know, I, but I'm I with just, you on that. It's been tough, man. It's been really tough for this defense this year. And I don't know if they saw it coming, you know, I'm not so sure. I'm I don't know how they really feel in their heart of hearts about what they had coming into the campaign, because clearly they, they built this thing and they, might have thought, probably did think they had enough uh, to make the stops they need to make. Or maybe it's just that, geez, if you were running the ball better, it wouldn't matter as much on the defensive side of the ball. It's a yin and yang thing. We talk about it all the time, and it's just one of those years. And unfortunately for the Texans franchise, I mean, fortunately, we see a lot of winning seasons, a lot of division championships. Unfortunately, every three, four years, whatever, you see a season like this. And this is the one, and you're dealing with it right now. We hope that, uh, you know, this thing – reverses itself somehow and certainly doesn't last into 2021. All right. Well, let's get into some hot reads. Uh, you can go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could say 15% or more on car insurance. So hot reads presented to you by Geico, a big transaction that came down a little bit later today, this afternoon, the Texans waived Deandre Carter after his 32 games with six starts in just over two seasons with the Texans, Carter was claimed off of waivers from the Philadelphia Eagles prior to week 10 in 2018. And then last year, he played in all 16 games with three starts. He played wide receiver. He was the primary punt and kick returner. Uh, but this season, he only caught one pass for eight yards and returned three kickoffs for 66 yards in week one at KC. And, and then the corresponding move, which is good news for the Texans defense, they've activated outside linebacker Jacob Martin off of the reserve COVID list. Martin tested positive for COVID on November 4th. He missed the last two games. And so it seems that he will be back in the lineup and healthy for Sunday's game, which is good news for that defense. But, you know, I, I, I think the writing was on the wall for DeAndre Carter. I know in Sunday's game, Romeo Cornell was asked about it. Will Fuller was back there, CJ Procise, you know, and, and DeAndre Carter wasn't the sole kick returner, sole punt returner anymore. But, you know, I think that uh, they, they saw that they had other options to return kicks and he unfortunately wasn't getting on the field as a, as a wide receiver that that position's very crowded these days. You know, last year in the regular season and in the regular season of 18, Deandre Carter though, especially last year was, he was really good returning punts. You could Mm -hmm. set your watch by it. He catches a punt. He's going to get you 10 yards. Now never really got you 20 or 30 or, or beyond that, but he always was consistent about catching the ball, 
and moving it forward. But then against the Chiefs, he had like the rest of the team, one of the, the big mistakes, and it led to points. He fumbled that kickoff, and they scored a play or two later, and it was, it was really tough. Mm. And then he just never really got going, was not as consistent as he was last year in the regular season. And you saw more explosion when those guys got chances, like Fuller, who we've seen that in the past. I mean, he has a punt return for a score. It's the last punt return for a score, I believe, in, in the franchise's history. It was 2016 against uh, the Titans. And then Procise, he got he got the ball past the 25, which, you know, I don't know that Carter had too many returns even to the 25 this year. So it it's just really tough to see because he was a good guy or is a good guy. And, you know, his time here is, is up and he's going to move on. You said it, Drew, though. The average was really good. I think it was top three or something it last was. year, yeah. punt return average. And that's what you're looking for, steady, good punt return average. But you're right. Once you start coughing it up a little bit, the coaches mm. start to get a little hot under the collar. And, and for good reason. I mean, the Chiefs game was highly unfortunate, but it happened, and it was terrible, right? I mean, it was terrible. It was another mistake that led to that onslaught yeah. for Kansas City. And then the one this year, uh, just can't do it. You just can't do it in that role. I mean, the the primary reason you're back there is you are reliable catching the football. Yeah, you might be able to get them something, but you got to be re- reliable. And you're right, DP, that the uh, kick returning just wasn't there. And Pro Sites last week, I thought he showed some spark returning kicks. And I'm eager to see him get some carries. I, I got to see, look, I love Duke and Duke needs to be in there. Duke needs to start with no David Johnson. I want to see Duke Johnson, but I also want to see player B, whoever that is, Procise, Buddy Howe, get somebody else to get some running back carries in addition to Duke Johnson. Cause I know Watson's going to run the football might end up being the second or first leading, leading rusher, but I got to see another guy getting carries. And I think we will this week. Maybe it's Procise, Howe. I don't know who it's going to be. Mark, it's a really good point you bring up, and it, it hasn't been discussed too much over the last few years, but you look at the, the box score on Sunday, and in the rushing category, it's Duke Johnson and it's Deshaun Watson. Now, mm-hmm. let's rewind, and I'm not, I don't want to compare eras, Kubiak versus, uh, mm-hmm. versus O'Brien, Cornell, or whatever, but you look at the, 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 the box score back then, you see Arian Foster, Ben Tate, Justin Forsett, and then maybe Schaub. And sometimes, sometimes sprinkle in a pullback. You know, there was a, there was a, there were a lot of bodies carrying the rock, and it was a different offense, I know, but I think it's somewhat dangerous when you only have two guys like that sharing the carries. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I need to see Watson run the football. I want to, totally. I definitely like that safely, like he did on Sunday. I thought it was good. The slides, running out of bounds, all of that stuff was really good and absolutely necessary to move the ball. But, they need more. That said, they still need more. I mean, particularly in those conditions, but they need more at home too. But even last year, I mean, the Texans had, they always lined up multiple backs. We had yeah. um, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson this yeah. year. It was the idea, the idea in theory was David Johnson and Duke Johnson. I was a little surprised that there was no CJ Procise. He's now on the active roster. That's not just a game day move where he's uh, elevated to the 53 and then back yep. down to the practice squad. Like he's on the 53 man roster. So, I, I mean, I'm with you, Mark. I do think that we're going to see some carries from him. I think I'm going to interview him this week. So I'm kind of curious to see what his yes. thoughts are on it. Not that he's going to say, yes, I'm going to get the ball. DP, that's exactly what the game plan is. <laughs> but, you know, just to, just to know where, where he feels like he fits into this offense and what he can bring. I'm sure he's got a different running style 
uh, than Duke or any of the other guys. Each of these guys are, are very unique in their own style and their skill set. But what he can bring to the offense when he is out there, I'm, I feel like it can only add to this ground game that's really struggled just to have the more bodies out there to try to run the ball. Let's see it. Let's see more. I mean, you, you bring up last year, Carlos Hyde gets over 1,000. He's good smash mouth. In terms of between the tackles, he makes that happen. I don't think David Johnson had been making that happen for them in the way they wanted to see it. And then you go back to Lamar Miller. He's not really a smash mouth kind of back, but he can play one on TV, and he did a good job of it, and he's a 1,000-yard guy. They weren't getting that out of David Johnson. Averaging four yards per carry, which isn't a bad number, but you got to get that to 4.4, 4.5, and really get the key runs in play as well. They weren't doing it. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to get into this Romeo versus Bill Belichick matchup. There's so many different facets, and mm-hmm. it sets a new NFL record on Sunday. So we'll get into that. Plus, the two reminisce about their fondest memories from the 80s. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss more. And uh, some of my, my favorite one-liners from Cam Newton. I love, love, love the relationship he has with Bill Belichick. I hope Mark doesn't uh, throw up a, a little bit in his mouth as, as we talk oh, well. about that. But that's all coming up. And we'll go around the league on Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. The Hyundai Thanksgiving sales event is going on now, so that means it's time to feast on the savings. What's more, you'll get the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and complimentary maintenance. Hurry in to the Hyundai Thanksgiving sales event before these great deals get gobbled up. Get 0% APR for up to 72 months on the 2021 Sonata or get up to $2,250 cash back. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans, for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 1421. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. If you're sick, why wait to see a doctor when Houston Methodist can see you today? Or drive to urgent care when virtual urgent care is available on your phone? And with online check-in, anywhere can be your waiting room. So everything can happen on your schedule. Download the Houston Methodist app today and experience an easier way to access the care you need. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. People will take note of your sunny disposition, Sagittarius. That's because you just switched to GEICO and discovered you could save hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance. However, your newfound inner glow may prompt unfounded rumors. 
Did you get a promotion? Or you want a juice cleanse? Did they give you too much anesthesia at your dentist appointment? Your secret is safe with us, Sagittarius. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. This is Texans Radio. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston. Witness the Big 12 take on the SEC at the 2020 Texas Bowl, Thursday, December 31st at NRG Stadium. Don't miss your chance to be a part of a college bowl season unlike any other. Sign up for the wait list at www.thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. BHP is a leading global resources company with mining and oil and gas interests worldwide. Our reputation is built on proven performance, helping provide the energy that keeps the world moving, cities growing, communities thriving. And we combine this innovative spirit with a commitment to develop more efficient ways to find these resources and more sustainable ways to use them today and in the years to come. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Hey, Keith here from Papa John's, and guess what? For a limited time, it's back. It's our new double cheeseburger pizza. A large for just 12 bucks, and now add the double cheeseburger papadilla for only 6 bucks. Comes with zesty burger sauce, hamburger beef, tomatoes, pickles, and lots and lots of cheese. It's our new double cheeseburger pizza and the new double cheeseburger papadilla. Get yours today. Papa John's Houston. The Browns had a pair of 100-yard rushers in a second-half defensive collapse. 17 carries, 161 yards for the entire fourth quarter, plus the last play of the third. And don't look now, but the Patriots are next with a top-five rushing attack. Insider Access, exclusive contest, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Play here. Hey, Texans fans, head on over to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest and most spacious gaming floor in southwest Louisiana. With wide open spaces to play all of your favorite slots and table games, live bingo, off-track betting, and poker. Plus, beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and Casati Pines, the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Cachada is the largest casino resort in Louisiana and Louisiana's best bet. Located in Kinder, Louisiana, just east of Lake Charles. Take I-10, exit 44 to Kinder. For more information, visit CCRLA.com. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back to Texans All Access. Texans hosting the New England Patriots on Sunday. Salute to service kickoff is at noon. It's on CBS. It's on Sports Radio 610. Hi, I'm DP. I've got Drew. We've got Mark. We are talking about Sunday's matchup between Bill Belichick and Romeo Cornell. So the two of them have been asked quite a lot about each other this week. And uh, they actually are going to break the record for the oldest combined ages of two opposing head coaches in NFL 
history. Uh, Cornell is 73 years old and Bill Belichick is 68 years old. The previous record um, was actually just set earlier this season when 69-year-old Pete Carroll coached the Seahawks against Belichick and the Patriots. So I think Romeo Cornell just, um, I don't know if the, those are the records he wants to be breaking the age records, but he seems to be doing it. And, and uh, I think this is going to be a fun matchup because these two know each other so well. Hey, kind of a weird little timeout here, but when Landry was coaching at the end of his days with the Cowboys, didn't he seem like the oldest guy in the world, like the oldest coach in the world? Did he? He's not anywhere Are you going to tell me how old he was now and it was nothing? I don't know. I, I just, right, it seems out. like he, I'm looking it up. You, but didn't it okay. seem like he was really, really, really old? Yeah, but here's the, here, I would think that George Hallis might have coached against somebody to have that record. Right. Yeah. Because he coached because uh, Romeo broke his record as the oldest guy. Right. So I, I think he was 72 or something. So you'd think that he would match up with somebody, but not too many guys are Belichick's age mm -mm. walking around coaching professional football. Then you combine him with Romeo and voila, you have the record. So it's interesting stuff. Landry was 68 in 1988. That was his last season that he coached the Cowboys. Good. But so Belichick, he, he kind of always looked like he was 68 to me. I don't know. <laughs> Even in the 70s, he looked like he was 68. Yeah, but the, yeah. the fedora kind of adds years sometimes. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, I, I am no Cowboy fan. This is hardly breaking news. But there's something about Tom Landry I really love and respect, you know, Hell especially in retrospect. At the time, like, you want to see everybody beat Dallas. But, you know, you appreciate who they are, and you know, being the villain of the league or one of them, uh, of, of whatever team they play, unless you're a Cowboy fan. And, but I, I definitely respected Landry an awful lot. I mean, totally. I thought, and I felt, I actually felt kind of bad for him when uh, Jerry Jones fired him. I just thought, that's just, I get it. You have to make that change. Um, and who knew how Jimmy Johnson was going to do very well, but Landry was outstanding. He was one of the best coaches ever. And I don't think we talk about him enough in that vein. All right, enough of the Cowboys switch out. No more. Wait, next topic. So we're going to switch from Cowboys to Patriots. Do you know how he was fired? Jerry Jones walked onto the tee at Lakeway right outside of Austin. He, Landry was playing golf with his son and he fired him on the golf course. What? Yeah. It's terrible. That is so gangsta. Yeah. I mean, That's what is awful. he doing? That's awful. Like, you know, it's wrong when you're doing it. It's Tom Landry. <laughs> I don't well, think there's a good office. way to do it, though, Drew. Sorry to interrupt that, DP, but I had to sneak that back in. Oh, okay. I don't know where else you would have snuck that in, but yeah. Landry, Tom Landry looks so old. But uh, speaking of old, these two, Belichick and Cornell, they coached together as part of the Giants coaching staff. And I looked it up what the overlap was, 1981 mm -hmm. to 1990. Mm -hmm. And then again in New England, 1996, Cornell was there for – one year of the Bill Belichick era, and then he came back from 2001 to 2004. So two different stints yeah. with the Patriots, then with the Giants. But Romeo Cornell, I know he talked about this in training camp. He talked about it again on Monday, some of his fondest memories of, of Bill Belichick. I wrote a story about it on HoustonTexans.com and, and what Mark calls the most 80s sport of all time. They used to play racquetball during the strike season because they would get the game plan together, but they didn't know if they were going to have a game. And then the game would inevitably get canceled on Wednesday, Cornell said. So him and Belichick and, um, and then Belichick was asked about it. He said, oh, yeah, sometimes uh, uh, Bill Parcells would join in, too. So they would Ooh. all play racquetball. Can you imagine the racquetball court with those three football minds together? They were all like position coaches, except for Cornell. Cornell was a like special teams coordinator for the Giants at the time. Uh, it is the most 80 sport ever. And I actually once upon a time discovered that at my college, Boston University, 
you're paying for 16. You're actually paying for 18 credits, but most people only took 16. And so you could take these two credit courses. I said, I'm going to take one. So I took racquetball and tennis <laughs> and I learned how to play racquetball and it was a lot of fun. It's so 80s. Every health club now that's yeah. older has old racquetball courts that have exercise equipment in them or the kids zone is in there. <laughs> some other usage it never gets because, used Yeah, because nobody plays racquetball anymore. You're going to turn it into some other room, Wally ball or whatever. You're going to do something else because not enough people play the sport. It's a dark that- game too. It's a fun sport. I mean, I played a little it bit is. when I was in college too, but it, it's a fun sport, but nobody plays it for whatever reason. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why. Why have people not brought this back now? Why did it just end in the 80s? Are people I just think, outside playing? Well, yeah, first of all, Corona's going to ban racquetball. No, no that, well, now, yeah. Two people in an enclosed spot. Yeah. Uh, but, but tennis is not banned. Tennis is a good socially distanced sport. Oh, you're touching the tennis balls. Get over yourself. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into this debate. But well, uh, Bella, I, I love that Belichick actually, when he was asked about it, he was asked about it by our local media as well. And I think, I think that the Patriots media got wind of it and they were, they were all talking about it. So I'm sure Belichick's like, why am I talking about racquetball this week? But he gave such a glowing, um, you know, affirmation, I guess you could say of Romeo Cornell and, and, you know, what a great coach he is and what a trusted friend, but he made sure to say, I'm not going to call him a great racquetball player. which I thought was really funny uh, for Belichick to say, but he said that that's how they they used to stay in shape. Yeah. yeah, it's such a cool relationship. I mean, think about it. The guys work together. They probably work together for the better part of two decades, you know, mm-hmm. first in New York and then with uh, New England a couple times. It's such a cool relationship and something they went through. And I remember uh, the NFL network or excuse me, NFL films. They did a, a story on Belichick and the 2009 season. It came out a few years after the fact, but he went through the old Meadowland stadium. And I mean, he almost started crying, yeah. you know, pointing out some of the spots and the racquetball court came up and really? it's, yeah, it's so fascinating to hear him retell it again, a decade later. But I mean, think about the stuff they went through together. I mean, the two Super Bowls, all those wars with the Eagles and the Reds, the Redskins won three Super Bowls pretty much in that time, the Cowboys dynasty was starting to fade and then it re you know, rekindled by the end of their time there. I mean, they saw it all, and they did so under Bill Parcells, who, I mean, you talk about the Belichick coach trade, that doesn't happen without Parcells. I mean, he's, he's a yeah. part of that. It's really fascinating to, to kind of hear them tell these stories. I am all for hearing Romeo Cornell and Bill Belichick tell stories about those. All, d- all day long. Absolutely, the, yeah. The Meadowland stuff, you're right, Drew. The NFC East in the 80s was so – monumental i mean yeah. washington was amazing then and the totally. giants won two super bowls right i mean it's yeah. it's incredible and the eagles had jaworski into randall cunningham that transition uh yeah, the cowboys defense. look the cowboys still showed up in the playoffs in 86 and uh, obviously in the late 70s through uh, early 80s they went to three consecutive nfc championship games and didn't get into the super bowl and i like that but anyway uh i digress <laughs> we're good well I, I i teased before the break i was gonna uh, talk about Cam Newton and how his relationship with Belichick is evolving. Cause we, we think of Belichick as just sort of this curmudgeon old grumpy man. And then you see Cam Newton, who I don't know if you saw his press conference this week. Uh, he was wearing, I don't even know what kind of hat it was, but it's like, um, you know, like in Cinderella, that the mice, you know, that are like ushers <laughs> or in a marching band. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like a, almost like a, 
on the like plane, a, you know, it's like my my hat needs its own seat. Okay. Because... Like a cylinder with a tat like a curtain tassel on top. Like and it's just he's wearing it like it's a baseball hat. It's totally normal. People, mm. the media is just asked if I was in that media. I would be just so thoroughly oh entertained gosh. by this. You are the week. same same crew with Cam Newton. You'd be it would <laughs> I'd be, be like all over that. I I think I mean whoever comes out and says he should dress according to his win loss record. I'm against that person. I think they're evil. I think that Cam Newton should be Cam Newton because it's it's football. It's entertainment. I this agree. is how he dresses all the time. He doesn't I dress certainly when he wins versus when he loses. I mean he that's just how he dresses. And I people like me get sheer pleasure and enjoyment out of seeing that. So why would you begrudge all of society for that if we're entertained by it? You, you don't know, want to people, see it change the channel. But people come down on players dressing up like, you know, when, when Hopkins was here. And I mean, I loved that stuff. Yeah. I loved wondering, what is that? <laughs> but I, I celebrated it with them. I thought, you know, you guys have some fun. You're young. You're professional athletes. It's a show. Have fun with the show. Anybody who doesn't get on board with that, and I, I get it. Some people think, well, what if you lose? Listen, have who some fun. Cares? It's entertainment with, with it's entertainment. It's a hat. Yeah, they it's a hat. understand. Right. They understand what it's all about, but this is they're young. That's the other thing. Like people criticize it. They sound like, you know, back in the 60s, like, oh, the Beatles, they're so bad. They're it's it's the devil's music. And now they're like singing Yellow Submarine when they're 70. Well, I remember once we did, you mentioned Hopkins, we had him on um, one of our player shows mm. and two days earlier, he was in the locker room. I think I pointed to, pointed him out to Drew. I was like, look at DeAndre's shoes. He was wearing like these fuzzy slippers. They were like <laughs> fur filled, but they were Gucci. And so, I mean, I know a Gucci shoe some. from like yeah, 10 some. miles away. And he, you know, we were talking about it on the show, but he, he was just wearing those in the locker room. I was like, I I've got the knockoffs. I got a far win. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Well, anyway, before we get to break, I did want to say Cam Newton, um, he, he said that he's so in sync with Bill Belichick. This is actually frightening, um, I think, if the two actually, the two minds do come together. But he said, I'm beginning to think he either has a Staples easy button or a Buffalo Wild Wings button or just a straight direct line to the football gods because he's like a football whisperer when it comes to what, anticipating what the game's going to be like, how we need to win and things like that. So that's Cam Newton talking about his head coach, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, he's been doing it forever and he's got the rings to drag his knuckles down to the ground to prove it. I mean, oh, think about that. Yeah. Let's just hope that he forgets how to coach on Sunday. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's frightening. All right, let's take a, a quick break. When we come back, we'll go around the league, some big news and, News that might affect the Texans later Ooh. on in the season. That's all coming up. One final segment of Texans All Access. If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for, only from Verizon. 5G ultra wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1800 plus cities. 
Get the sleep you used to dream about while not sleeping with Mattress Firm's Rest Assured Promise, featuring the best mattresses from America's best mattress brands, like the Temper Cloud Breeze. And for a limited time, you can save $500 on premium adjustable mattress sets, plus a $300 instant gift good towards your choice of sleep accessories. And sleep experts available online, in-store, or by phone whenever you need them. Rest assured, we'll find the right bed for you, only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Fun and adventure at three great parks all year long. Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier offer thrill rides, games, food, and fun for everyone. Whether you're experiencing the thrills on our roller coasters, taking a journey through exhibits, dining at waterfront restaurants, or soaking up the sun at weekend festivals, there's something for everyone. So come have fun at the Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier. Adventure destinations the whole family will love. Buy weekend adventure passes and tickets online now. From kickoff to the two-minute warning, H-E-B has all you need to make your game day spread a touchdown. For the starting lineup, H-E-B's freshly made guacamole and salsas are a delicious play. And for meat lovers, H-E-B Prime One steaks and burgers are a sizzling way to get your grill on. Plus, pick up the extras like H-E-B's our finest paper towels, Texas tough trash bags and foil. From food to snacks to defensive sacks, home gating is a win with H-E-B. The Texans are now 2-7. and seven. We're all disappointed. And attention turns toward the head coaching search, where anything could happen. Ian Rappaport reporting that it's been discussed that Romeo Cornell could be the long-term solution at head coach for the team. As news breaks on the future direction of this franchise, you'll hear it here. First, Insider Access. Exclusive contest, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. For the last three years, BMW has helped provide 4.3 million meals to Feeding America. With this year's program alone, we hope to reach 2 million and further build connections with the local food banks in your community. So right now, during BMW's Drive to End Hunger Test Drive event, November 17th through the 21st, your test drive will help provide 200 meals to Feeding America, and you'll receive $1,000 toward a new BMW. Visit your local BMW center for details. At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere. And we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com At Brookside Equipment Sales. We're tough enough to cut it. This is a Crown Royal water break. Reminding you to stay hydrated and stay royal. No one wants to be that guy on game day, so take a water break and moderate your drinking to be the best fan you can be. Because the key to victory is making it to the finish line. That was a Crown Royal water break. Stay hydrated and stay royal. Please drink responsibly. Crown Royal blended Canadian whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. The Crown Royal Company, New York, New York. Texans fans, did you know Houston is home to North America's largest environmental solutions company? Waste Management serves more than 21 million customers and employs over 45,000 people. From trash and recycling collection to renewable energy, we're working hard for a sustainable tomorrow. Join the other hometown team at Waste Management. Go to careers.wm.com to learn more about opportunities with the official environmental services provider of the Houston Texans. 
That's careers.wm.com. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. At Red Diamond, we craft our iced tea to be just so, never so-so. For generations, Red Diamond has been creating the perfect iced tea. Perfect for picnics, perfect for cookouts, perfect for ball games, perfect for whatever you have in store. Pick up some Red Diamond iced tea today. You're listening to Texans All Access. For the latest stories and videos on your Houston Texans, check out HoustonTexans.com. Final segment of Texans All Access. We're going to go around the league real quick. I know we were talking, we started off the whole show talking about the 30-minute rain delay for the Texans and the Browns, but I could not help but think of the three of us when I saw that the Buccaneers suffered a seven-hour plane delay on Saturday night. They were headed to Carolina. They had a noon kickoff. They did not get to their hotel until about 11.30 p.m. that night. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what... (laughs) Has first of all, has Mark Vandermeer ever been on a plane that's been delayed going out? Because I I have never been delayed going out to a game. We've certainly been delayed coming back because of weather and all that. But they ended up winning the game in Carolina. Mm-hmm. But how? Wild. That's that's got to be that's got to really mess with the players' routine and and everything they go through when they get to the hotel. I just I think when you see what it, what it, a team does when they get to the hotel and when they check in and how methodical everything mm-hmm. is. A seven-hour delay, it just seems like that is – that's totally no, throws things you. in a tailspin. We've had a lot of delays leaving places. We really have. And, yeah. And, but never that long. But we've had – I want to say we had like a three-hour delay somewhere at some point. It feels that way. Now, for those who don't travel on team charters, if you're going to be delayed – the team charter experience is the <laughs> way to be delayed. There's <laughs> good sure. food. You're well taken care of. Uh, you got some movies to watch. I mean, you can really kill the time pretty well, but it's still aggravating. It's not as bad, though, as being on, you know, generic airline and, you know, where you have to pay for the for the front seat and you have to pay to land. You have to pay extra. You know, you're up in the air. It's like, if you'd like to land, it'll be $50 more. No, I'm just kidding around here. But with the with the Texans, we've never been in that situation. And you're right, DB. If you're going to the game, there is not a coach. I mean, Arians might be the best possible coach, or at least one of them, to deal with this situation. Because he's kind of a – he's not low-key, but he just seems like he'd be able to roll with it. Being on a plane with Bill O'Brien that was <laughs> delayed seven hours – would not be the experience I would sign up for necessarily. <laughs> now, I mean, think of the movie Scanners and call me with your thoughts, but no coach is going to deal with that, in fairness to him. It is it is not cool. And you're right. They got there, what, 11 o'clock or something? It was like 11 that? or 11.30 at night. For oh, a my new gosh. Kick. And so you can't meet. You, mm-hmm. you barely can eat. And then you go to sleep. And I guess they gave them a little extra time in the morning to get their act together. But it, it is a quick turnaround. Now, it's not a long flight. I mean, at the end of the day, you're probably thinking, geez, we got a bust to Carolina and made it in shorter order. All right. Well, the Texans' week 14 opponent, the Chicago Bears, I don't know if you guys caught this game last night, yes. but the Bears on the final drive of the game, Nick Foles ends up yeah. getting carted off the field. 
he's actually just day to day with a hip gluteus injury. Uh, so he could be back sooner rather than later, but Mitch Trubisky uh, was also out with a shoulder injury. He came in a few weeks ago for one play, mm-hmm. injured his shoulder, and then they had to bring in their third string guy, Bray. Yeah, uh, Tyler Bray. Yeah, Tyler Bray. Who, who, who's a 2013 draft class um, player. Been around a while, yeah. He's been around a long time. Tyler Bray, been around yeah. a long, long time. But the, the Texans faced the Bears in week 14. It seems like Nick Foles would be back for that. But, I mean, it was pretty scary stuff because he was just lying on the field and yeah. not moving. It looked bad, and then, you know, you see the cart, and now you hear he's okay. And it's just one of those situations where, you know, you see that cart, you start thinking, mm. that's weeks. You know, obviously, you want the guy to be okay, first of all, to be really okay, to be humanly okay. But then you're thinking football-wise, that looks like a few weeks, at the very least, maybe the season. Uh, but he's going to be uh, all right, apparently, and we'll see how the Bears handle their quarterback situation. Look, I know some people work for the Bears, and I don't want to say poor them because we're two and seven. My goodness! <laughs> uh, but they they haven't won a have they won a they're on a losing streak since right like now twenty twelve or something like that. They got up to a decent start, but everyone was doubting it, and I guess for good reason. And the here's what bothers me about the league right now: or two teams are really bothering me. One of them is Minnesota, who the Texans lost to, mm. who are kind of doing what I wanted to do. What are they four and five right now? They're, They're right climbing there. back out of that hole, yeah. And the Patriots are four and five, climbing out of their hole. And I wanted to be four and five, and you know, all it would have taken for four and five is to somehow beat Tennessee, stop them and somehow beat the Browns. You'd be four and five, and you'd be in the division mm. race right now. Okay, stop me. Yes, I will. Listen stop. to this. That's, that's cute. Mark, Mark Vandermeer wishing for mediocrity. <laughs> no, <laughs> wishing for four no, no, and no. five. I'm not wishing for I want to like, be like, just below average. <laughs> no, no. I want to be there with a chance four and five to right strike. Right now. Right now. With, no. with a chance to strike at the leaders because you'd have the Colts twice and the Titans once. You could possibly get that done. I know, man. You just put it on it's a team for me. I and you'd be 3-0 and in the division. I mean, I'm with Mark on that because if you beat the Titans, I who knows what might have happened after that. Maybe Trust me, I'd button. like more wins as well, but. Ball rolling. I want nine wins. I want nine wins and no losses. All right. Well, you still have a chance to get it, Drew. Win out. Yeah, I'm cool with that. (laughs) All right. Well, we've got some great shows coming up. And uh, next week is the Thanksgiving Day week. So that'll be a fun week as well. But this Saturday, Drew's got extra points. Yeah, Wade Smith's coming on, former Pro Bowler. It's going to be a great, great show. All right. Right after that, I've got Texans 360. We've got John Harris with Texans Replay right after this. And uh, be sure to download the Houston Texans mobile app for Game Day Central exclusive content and more. But that's going to do it for Texans All Access for tonight, guys. Um, well, do you think, uh, Drew, ask Wade about running the football and what it's going to take to run the football better? You got Although, it. I, I I'm would... sure you never would have thought of that question. I was going to focus on other things. Yeah. Uh, maybe some piano music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get into Running the ball? Since oh, you right said that, that, I will ask about running the football for okay, sure. Ask him about CJ Procise. Mark really wants yeah. to see the ball in his hands, too. Mm-hmm. It'll Just come a up little bit. for sure. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for all access. Thanks so much to Jacob. Our producer and all of you listening, stay safe out there. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. NextGen Stats, powered by AWS. 
At Amogee Bank, it's all about relationships. And in talking with our customers, we found a consistent theme. Having a banking professional speak to me on a personal level has meant a lot. Amogee Bank made it happen for us. They make you feel important. You don't get that everywhere. Thank you to Amogee Bank from all of us and all of our families. From our fans to yours. Here's to more family, business, and banking. Amogee Bank, Science Bank Corporation, NA, and FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, touchdown! you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, We are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Don't miss Hyundai's Thanksgiving sales event going on now at Ron Carter Hyundai. They're giving you so much to be thankful for. During this special event, get 0.0% for 72 months on all 2020 and 21 Sonata, Tucson, and Santa Fe. Or choose up to 3750 in HMF bonus cash. Plus, get Hyundai Assurance, America's best 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty, and three years complimentary maintenance. Gold Freeway, just two minutes south of the Beltway. RonCarterHyundai.com. Introducing Texans Fit, a world-class Houston Texans fitness experience where members train like the pros. Take your workouts and recovery to the next level with cutting-edge equipment, exceptional coaches, and deluxe amenities. Texans Fit facilities are now open in Rosenberg and Katy. Visit TexansFit.com today to learn more about membership benefits, health and safety protocols, and limited time pricing. Texans Fit, where you can train like the pros. More Texans Radio is on the way. Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right, Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Telemundo Houston is number one for breaking news, weather, entertainment, and sports. Tune in every Sunday night for Houston Texans Primero EDS for complete game highlights. Upcoming game analysis, plus exclusive interviews all season long with Houston's most experienced sports team. Tune in every Sunday night for Houston Texans Telemundo Houston y Domina la Acción, exclusive Spanish home of the Houston Texans. October's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to EMS Jaime Larea. Larea has been an EMS for approximately six years throughout the Houston area. Recently, Larea enlisted in the Texas Army National Guard as a 68W Army medic. He's now working full-time as an Army medic and is deploying overseas this month. 
The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our October Star of Courage Award winner. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players sit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Two free golf. Hey, Texans fans, head on over to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest and most spacious gaming floor in southwest Louisiana. With wide open spaces to play all of your favorite slots and table games, live bingo, off-track betting, and poker. Plus, beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and Casati Pines, the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Cachada is the largest casino resort in Louisiana and Louisiana's best bet. Located in Kinder, Louisiana, just east of Lake Charles. Take I-10, exit 44 to Kinder. For more information, visit ccrla.com. 